Our God, as we come to your word this morning, we ask that you would prepare our hearts and help us to receive your word this morning. Break the hard and stony ground within our hearts. Help our unbelief. Will you take your word planted deep within us and cause it to bear good fruit? God, open up our ears to hear. Lead us in your truth. And show us Christ. Reveal your glory again this morning, O God, through your word. Show us Christ, we pray, in his name. Amen. Well, turn with me, please, to the book of James. And we began our study in James um, just last week. Uh, This morning, we are going to read from verse 19. Basically, it might be better just without. You just go for the, the pulpit mic. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so we'll read this morning um, James chapter 1 um, from verse 19. So let's read God's word together. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear. Slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, that person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. It's always so good to hear conversion stories. Um, As believers, we love to hear how God works in lives through different backgrounds and experience and how he gives new life. It's always so encouraging to hear. It spurs us on in our faith as we hear what God has done in the lives of others. I wonder, are we perhaps not as good at sharing what God is doing presently in our lives through the gospel. Because, of course, the gospel is so much more than a moment of conversion. In fact, our conversion is only the beginning of the power of the gospel at work in our lives. We said last week that James has great vision for the believers he is writing to. 
And in the passage we read today, his passion is to have believers set up and get on board with what God is doing presently in their lives through the gospel of his son. Last week we finished just at James 1 verse 18. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. It was God's desire to give us new life by the word of truth, that is, Jesus Christ. It was as we heard the truth of who Jesus is and what he has done for us, lived a life of perfect obedience on our behalf to God, died in our place, taking the punishment for our sin, and rose again from death, offering the hope of life forever. It was as we heard these truths of the Son of God that the Spirit of God enabled us to believe this truth and so be born to new life with God as our Father. This gospel, this word of truth, is the power of God to bring salvation. And as we move on this week, James wants believers to grasp, to see, and experience the true power of the gospel at work in their lives. Not just a conversion, but continually changing them, transforming them, saving their souls, as James says, that is, bringing them to full and complete salvation. As we have been given new life by the word of God, we see this week that the way to complete salvation is also through the word of God. The focus of verses 19 to 25 is the word of God, hearing God's word, receiving God's word, and doing God's word. Then verses 26 to 27, James shows us something of what this looks like in practice. But let's begin at verse 19 with hearing God's word. If it is indeed the word of God that changes us, then we need to hear that word. We need to be regularly exposed to the word of God. Verse 19, James says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now some believe the little phrase there, be quick to hear, is a new thought, and it's referring to relationships with others. Um, some believe that the phrase quick to hear is referring to the word of truth. So the command is to set up and listen to the word of truth. I believe that probably makes more sense with the context of this section all focused on the word of God. I also think it flows naturally from verse 18. So verse 18, of his own will, God brought us forth by the word of truth. And then verse 19, know this or so then, as some translations put it, so then be quick to hear that word of truth. 
James is saying to the believers, you have got to expose yourself to as much scripture as you can. If it is the word that is going to change us, then we've got to hear that word. We've got to not be too quick to bring our thoughts and opinions to the word of God, but rather be quick to listen. Take time to listen to the word of God. Allow God's word to change our thoughts and opinions and attitudes. Be slow to speak. Be slow to anger. Possibly referring to our relationship with God. Possibly referring to our relationship with others. Perhaps be slow to talk back to God and tell God how things should be. Be slow to be angry with God, what he reveals in his word, what he exposes of our hearts and what he requires of us. And inevitably, as we spend time in God's word, this will be reflected in our relationships with others. We won't nurse anger and resentment. We won't be hasty with our speech. And we will come to think in much more detail about our speech as we go through James. But if we want to see God continuing to transform our lives, we must be quick to listen. We must make every opportunity to be exposed to his word. And as a fellowship of believers, that is our goal, to see each other transformed, to grow up into the likeness of Christ. That is why word ministry is central to all we do here. That is why on Sunday mornings, this time around God's word is given the most time. It's why we take time on Thursdays to follow up and discuss and be sure we've really heard what God is saying through his words. It's why men and women here meet regularly and we don't meet to go go go-karting or flower arranging. We meet to listen to God's words. At home, make the most of any time you have. If you have ten minutes, grab a coffee, read something of God's word. If you're travelling, if you're walking, put on a podcast. Use the opportunity to expose yourself to more of God's word. But be quick to listen to God's word before anything else. And as we hear God's word, we have got to receive the word. Verse 21. James says, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Again, this is a call to believers to continue receiving the word that has given them life so they can be changed by that word. If we think of a new baby, a baby has been given new life and we could say that new life takes over. 
The baby grows and develops and changes. In a sense, no one can really stop that. You know, sometimes people will say they wish their children could just stay as, as babies. And I, I, I know the sentiment, but we don't really mean that. We want children to grow and develop and change and mature into adulthood. It's the natural process. And so it is with the word of God. When new life is given, there is a natural process of change and develop, development and maturing. And this change comes through continuing to receive the implanted word. The implanted word. The word of God is, is a seed. And the heart of the believer is soy. God has put his word within our hearts with the purpose of us growing and changing from within. It's like the parable that Jesus told about the sower in Mark 4, where the seed is the word of God. And Jesus says, when that seed lands on good soil, those people, they are the ones who hear the word of God and accept it and bear fruit. And that's what James is saying here. He's saying, we hear the word of God, we receive the word of God, and we bear fruit. And the verb here to receive is passive, which puts the emphasis on the one who has planted the word. It is God who has planted the seed into our hearts. God has given us new life through his son, and that new life naturally works out in our lives. James says we're to receive this word with meekness or humility. That is, we listen to God's word knowing that we need to be changed from the inside out. We don't come to God's word with our defences up. No, we come knowing we need to be changed. We come wanting to be changed. And we come knowing that his word is able to change us. James says, to, to properly receive the word, we've got to put away filthiness and rampant wickedness. In other words, we've got to put away sin in our lives. But sin is rampant. It just keeps coming. It's like those um, whack-a-mole games in, in an arcade. You know the ones I mean? So you hold a mallet and a head pops up and you've got to whack it down. But every time you whack one down, another one comes up, doesn't it? And sin is just like that. You feel you're making progress with, with one area of sin when another sin just pops up that you mightn't even have been aware of. And as we strive to put away sin, it makes us so much more conscious of the sin in our hearts and so then we come to God's word with an acute awareness that, yes, we need to be changed. And as we continue to put away that sin in our lives, we are cultivating the soil of our hearts to receive the implanted word 
that will continue growing. This is a lifelong process, and it is a lifelong battle. But God's word is powerful and able to change us, even to save our souls, even to bring full and complete salvation. We've got to hear God's word. We've got to receive God's word. And we've got to do God's word, verses 22 to 25. We want to have life that is perfect and complete. Here's the answer to that life. We hear or we read God's word and we do what it says. We go home, take God's word, read it and do what it says. This is how God changes us. It is shockingly simple. These verses, of course, highlight to us that we ourselves are active in the process of change that God works in our lives. We can't help noticing the emphasis on doing. Augustine once said... The human race is inquisitive about other people's lives, but negligent to correct their own. The human race is inquisitive about other people's lives, but negligent to correct their own. Isn't that so true? We can dedicate a lot of time discussing other people's sin while neglecting to do anything about the sin in our own hearts. And James says, if you hear God's word and that doesn't lead to change in your life, then actually you're deceiving yourself. He says, it's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he is like. So if you imagine you get up in the morning and you get breakfast and you go to the bathroom, you look in the mirror and you have pretty bad bedhead, you have sleep in your eyes, you have porridge on your cheeks, but actually you fail to see the state you're in. You turn away, you go on about your day with your bare head and the porridge on your cheek. James says, this is like the man who hears the word of God and doesn't do anything about it. He hears the word of God with, with all the sin in his life and yet walks away and makes no change. And of course that is why it is so important that we listen to and we receive the word with meekness, coming to God's word, knowing we need to be changed and believing we can be changed. You see, as we come around God's word, as we read together each week, the point is that we go out from here and change. If you have a devotional pattern at home, 
The point of your devotional pattern is that you go into your day making changes. Perhaps a change of attitude or a change of action. Perhaps a change of plan altogether. If you listen to podcasts, walking or in the car or wherever, the point is that after you listen, you make changes in your life. We don't do devotions and podcasts just to say, well, we've made good use of time. If it's only, it is only good use of time if you are implementing change in your life from the word of God. If you hear God's word and don't change, you're only deceiving yourself. But, on the other hand, verse 25, the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Here, James links God's law with liberty, freedom. See, to hear God's word and do it is freedom. If we think of the original law and being given to God's people at Mount Sinai, God released them from bondage and slavery and then he gave them his law. The law was given to them not so they could gain freedom but so they could enjoy the freedom, the new life that God had won for them and given to them. And so it is with us. We have been released from bondage and slavery to sin through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as freed people, those with new life, we follow God's words, we follow his law which has been perfectly fulfilled in Christ, not as a means of gaining freedom, but enjoying the freedom we have already been given by God. You see, following God's law, it is not restrictive to us, but rather it is our heart's desire. God said through the prophet Jeremiah, he said, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. God has planted his word in our hearts. His word is our desire. We do not feel obliged to keep it. We want to keep the law of God. And James says, those who persevere, those who continue to hear and to do, will be blessed. Perhaps referring to present blessing, likely also referring to future blessing. Remember in the very beginning, Adam and Eve, they were without sin, they were complete, they were whole. And they enjoyed a life of perfect freedom and complete joy. We are blessed now as we do God's word, 
and so experience more of the life that God has given us. We will be blessed in the future as we persevere doing God's word until we will know life too without sin, complete, whole, perfect freedom, complete joy. See, as we think of obedience to God's word and doing God's word, we, we mustn't think of it as, a, as I have to do this and I can't do this. But rather, we have been given the opportunity to experience life as it was meant to be in all its joy and fullness and completeness. But in verses 26 and 27, James shows us what true religion looks like. He shows shows us what it looks like when people are truly hearing and truly doing God's word. James moves here to use the word religion. He is simply referring to your relationship with God and how that has worked out in our lives. And first thing James says, he says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Now the simple point here is that those who have a genuine relationship with God have control of their tongues and the things they say. Oh, if we could have a pound for every regretful word. To my shame, I'd be pretty well off. Gets right to the core of us, doesn't it? As I said last week, James pulls no punches. He doesn't beat about the bush. Gossip, perhaps disguised under concern. Destructive talk about others perhaps as a means of justifying ourselves, speech that generally doesn't build up or encourage that of self-centered rather than other-centered, perhaps argumentative and divisive words on social media in a disguise for defending truth. James says if you don't have control of your tongues, your religion is worthless, that is meaningless. He says, you claim to have a relationship with God, then prove it by your words. Second, James says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. We might say like father, like son, when a child displays the traits of his father. Something of the sense here James is, is proving at us, he's saying, are you like your father God? Do you have a heart and a mind like God? Do you care for what God cares about? That is, do you move towards the weak and the vulnerable? Are you moved by the needs of others looking nothing in return? Are you aware of the helpless? and homeless and hopeless around you? And are you moving to meet their needs how you can? 
And thirdly, James says, keep oneself unstained from the world. That is ungodly worldviews and lifestyles and perspective that is different from God's word. This is a broader statement here, really applying to all of life. Perhaps how we view marriage and parenting, their purpose and goal. How we view education and work and finances, its purpose and goal. How we view friendship and recreation and entertainment, its purpose and goal. Don't allow yourself to be stained by the world, but continue to be saturated by the word of God and allow that to direct your perspectives, your thoughts, your attitudes and actions and so forth. And so here James leaves us with some deep heart reflection. R.C. Sproul wrote, There is an inseparable relationship between your affection for Christ and your affection for the Scriptures. So I leave us with just some questions this morning, um, really to take away and do some heart searching. Do you desire God's Word? Are you continually exposing yourself to Scripture through whatever means possible? Are you regularly changing behaviour because of Scripture? Do you have a relationship with God through Christ that is genuine and evident? Let's pray together. Loving God, we thank you for your word, your truth that is Jesus Christ. We thank you that by your spirit you have given us new life in him. Thank you for that word that you have planted in our hearts. Thank you that you have given us new life. Thank you your desire is for us to be continually changed by the power of your word. Right until that day when we will know life in all its fullness, complete, whole, perfectly joyous. And so God, may you work within us, stir up within us a desire for more of Christ in his word. A desire to be changed by your word. Father, help us to hear your word and through whatever means we can help us to receive your word expose sin in each of our hearts keep us coming to your word longing to be changed may we do your words may that be evident in our lives give us a heart and a mind like yours to care for what you care about oh God change us we pray For your own sake and glory. Amen.